everybody, this is Fish with the Earspoon. On behalf of Great Eastern Radio and Brattleboro Community Television, I've started a series of interviews done via video conferencing, and these interviews will largely be about, well, what's right in front of us right now. This thing is changing by the minute, so nobody has the exact answers. But under the guise of knowledge is power, let me present to you the first interview for a call to action. Today's interview, we speak with Erin Sigrist. She is the president of the Vermont Retailers and Grocers Association and Vermont Specialty Foods. And largely, we talk about supply and demand. There's a lot of good information in this interview, so please feel free to share it with family and friends or somebody you think might find it interesting. There is also uploaded video at brattleborotv.org if that's your preferred medium. But please, by all means, feel free to share. All right, joining us today for a call to action as we try to kind of weave through the unknown right here, Erin Sigrist, did I get that right? Erin Sigrist, yes. Sigrist, right. She is the uh, president of the Vermont Retailers and Grocers Association and Vermont Specialty Foods Association. First of all, thank you for agreeing to do this. We kind of put this together quickly. We did, but that's that's how things work today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, First of all, I mean, there has been, um, since this whole thing kind of uh, uh, got underway, there's been just a, a ton of uh, confusion uh, about about what may be our biggest threat to our, our food supply uh, here in Vermont and neighboring states are. So, I mean, can, can we just right out of the gate, can we address that and what that looks like? <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, for the record, um, there really the food is out there. Uh, the biggest threat right now is that um, people might be panic buying. We've got a lot of people that are buying more than the CDC is recommending they buy. Um, the CDC has suggested that you purchase two to three weeks worth of food. We're seeing more like maybe two to three months sometimes worth of food. And um, you know, so that's our biggest threat right now is just trying to keep enough food and product on the shelf so that everyone has access to something to keep them safe. Right. Okay. So uh, with, with that in mind, how do you calculate this kind of a thing for like a future supply and demand? I mean, what, what does it look like? Because we had this whole big rush is, you know, shelves are bare with weird things like toilet paper, but um how, 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 what do the calculations look like for that? So the, um, one of the luxuries of my job is I lean on somebody else to do that. I reach out to my grocery stores and they work with their uh, merchandising managers and try to notice the trends. Obviously this, um, this past week has um, thrown a wrench in, in the trends that they've had in the past. Um, so right now we're trying to figure out what the new trend is, uh, at least for the near future. Um, but you know, the, the merchandising um, leaders for every store around the state, uh, they're crunching the numbers and they're watching the sales and doing the best they can to, to plan. Okay, and, and do you eventually see that kind of flattening off and returning to normal? We will see it flatten off. Um, I think that you know, it's gonna take maybe a little, a little bit longer than most people um, want. And when I say a little bit longer, it depends on the product. If we're looking at uh, bread and eggs, we're looking at maybe another week to two weeks at most. Um, if you're looking at toilet paper, it's gonna be a little bit longer just because people are running out and hoarding the toilet paper. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I have to say through this whole thing, that has been one of the stranger things that I have seen. Yeah. It's, it's quite a phenomenon. I, I wonder what is leading everyone to rush out and get toilet paper. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, there, there's something there that I don't understand. And I've been spending a good week trying to get my head around it. And, and, and quite frankly, I can't. I, you and me both. All right. <laughs> so one of the things that you're in charge of is, is specialty foods. Um, so give us a couple of examples of like maybe some of those specialty foods and, and how those might come into the supply chain right now. Specialty foods are uh, such a fantastic product to be looking for right now. They are locally made products right here in Vermont. There's um, uh, True North granola down in, in Brattleboro. Definitely make sure you pick some of that up. We've got, um, of course, we all need a little bit of a break at the end of the day. So there's delicious chocolates made here in Vermont. There are um, incredible jams that you can find to put on some cheese and crackers. Um, you know, you can visit our website, vtspecialtyfoods.org, and we have an entire list of all of the locally made products. We've got um, everything from caramel to jam to croutons to granola. We've got protein mixes that will uh, sustain you and are incredibly healthy, and they're all made right here in Vermont. Um, many stores around the state still carry those products. And it's a good alternative to, um, to find some locally made products to help sustain the businesses that, that are here in Vermont and employing so many of the Vermonters that um, you know, we wanna keep employed. Okay, very good. Now, in the Southern part of the state, uh, we're not, I'm not seeing a whole lot in the way of, of store closures uh, when it comes to the convenience stores, obviously the larger uh, food markets. Has that been the case throughout the state? And, and if it has, do we suspect that that might change? So I am in contact with emergency management every day. Um, for one of the first conversations I had was, what is essential and what is not essential? Grocery stores are considered right up there with firefighters and law enforcement at this point. Um, grocery stores will not change, but um, we also need to define still the definition of a grocery store. Are we talking about a convenience store? Are we talking about the little country store or the corner market? Um, they're all essential to me. Uh, they're the ones providing food and, and what little community we can have, or I should say community interaction that we can have. Um, so as long as they're providing food, I would assume that they are essential. Um, there are other stores that I believe are essential as well, the food stores or the feed stores, or um, even some stores that are providing you know, technological services because we have so many people working from home, we need people to be able to fix our, our systems when they crash. Um, so we've had that conversation as well with emergency management. Are, are you going to force uh, a shutdown of retail. Those conversations have not um, necessarily come to fruition. I think it really depends on how serious we all take this uh, social distancing. And um, it's all, it all also depends on whether we respect the vulnerable populations. You know, make sure that the, the vulnerable populations have some time in those stores away from everybody else so that they can stay safe as well. 
Yeah, I've been we've been seeing a lot of that. Uh, the the quick announcements about the uh, the population that is more vulnerable to COVID nineteen um, having just their own specialized hours and, and a few of the things that have come out of that are like if if they really are that old they might need somebody younger to shop what do we do and right. i think the quick response to that is we'll shop during your normal time then either that or we're seeing a lot of uh especially the smaller retailers around the state offering delivery you know so that's a um that's a fantastic opportunity for those populations as well if you can't get out of the house or you're a little concerned about who you're going to run into at least you have the option of delivery. So we as an association are encouraging our members to either provide delivery or curbside service or absolutely those designated hours for the vulnerable populations. All right. Um, as we move on to some of the things like that I hadn't thought about and when I was uh, making sure that I wanted to cover all these questions, one of the things that came up, and you may or may not be able to speak to this, I'm not sure, but I'm going to ask it and just be honest if, if you can. One of the things I've noticed throughout this whole thing is the state of Vermont has suspended the bottle bill law. Um, can you speak to that? So they haven't necessarily suspended the bottle bill law. They have given the, le the leeway of retailers to make the decision on whether they are going to continue to receive bottles or redeem bottles for the time being. I think that runs out in, on uh, April 30th. Um, by no means are we saying let's cancel the bottle bill law, but we are saying, you know, there are other jobs that may be more important right now that our employees need to focus on, whether it's stocking shelves or making those deliveries or um, just making sure that customers are taken care of um, and it also it's an unnecessary person to person contact right now um, you know it's not like we can drive through and just drop off a bag and say i'll come back later it requires people to stick around and have the bottles counted and and we're trying to again practice that social distancing so um, we we did ask for that and we appreciate the department of environmental conservation understanding the concerns Again, we're not suspending it. It's just, let's take a break for right now. Yeah, let's, uh, I guess, uh, deploy a little common sense. Right, right. Which sometimes doesn't seem all that common anymore. Well, uh, it's amazing what what we all have to think about right now. You know, all of the, the little bits and pieces of our everyday lives that are, um, are being disrupted and, and what, what it takes to, to live our life. Yeah. It does. And, and on that, uh, one of the things that every time you flip on the television, um, it's, it's all about flattening the curve. Every time you uh, uh, turn on the news, pick up a newspaper, listen to your local radio station. Um, you know, t today, the day that we're doing our social distancing interview, and, yeah. uh, which is probably what would have happened anyway, because you're up north, I'm way down south. Um, it's, it's Thursday, March 19th. Um, the NBA suspended their season on the 11th. Uh, the NHL and MLB followed suit the very next day. For me, that was kind of ground zero uh, yeah. for the for this whole thing, and, and it, it started that that whole onslaught of of uh, groceries of, of of getting wiped out. Um, and again, I, I know we sort of touched on it again, but I mean, from where you've seen from 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 your job, I'm I'm sure you've seen certain surges as things. As things have progressed, um, you know, during during times of tragedy, times like these of, of confusion, when do you actually see? Has it begun to flatten out a little bit? Have you seen less drain of on resources? Um, 
from where I'm sitting, it has not flattened yet. Um, I guess we should define what we're what we're trying to flatten. But when it comes to uh, you know the impact on the grocery store and and or just general retail or business, I guess I should say it has not flattened yet. Um, you know, I can't. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know when it's going to um, to end. Um, you know, you, you hear reports from around the country uh, that it's going to be a couple months. Um, I think we're all hopeful that it'll be a couple months um, at most. But, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping in contact with our, our grocery stores and our, our retailers, whether it's a, a small general retailer or a couple of the bigger box stores, to, to try and understand what impact they're going to be facing um, you know, two weeks down the road, two months down the road. Um, I don't think that, I don't think the end is as close as we would like. You know, it's not two weeks. Um, we're, we're looking at a couple months and it's going to be impacting business for probably the rest of the year until we can get back to normal. Yeah, it will take some time. It will take some patience. With that said, price gouging, it's, it's something that we've seen a little bit on the internet. We, we've seen a few yeah. stories kind of uh, fly by our news feeds. Um, have, there any been, have there been any cases of that in, in local retailers? Uh, and B to that, is, uh, is, is, is it more likely that we'll see retailers kind of just saying, no, you can only have two of those? So one thing I absolutely love about this state is we are so community oriented. Um, we are all looking out for each other and, and our retailers are doing the best they can to um, ensure that products are accessible and, and customers are taken care of. Um, I did a, a press conference with the Attorney General, I want to say a week ago now, maybe it's a little bit longer than that, um, just encouraging uh, customers to not hoard and also uh, encouraging businesses not to price gouge. Um, as of that that conversation, I understand there were some uh, price gouging incidences reported on the internet, um, but none none as of last week uh, relating to Vermont retailers. As far as putting limits on purchases, um, VRGA does not direct its members uh, to do to practice that but we have heard that uh, retailers have been putting limits on specific items within the store. Um, we're bumping up against antitrust laws if, if I tell them that they should do that. So um, I, I take information in and several of the larger stores have started to put a limit on purchases. Um, I know that some of the smaller stores that are making deliveries or doing curbside uh, service only, have also been able to manage how many products people purchase because they're they're doing the shopping for them. Um, again, I think it's online that is impacted mostly with price gouging. Um, as far as limiting project products, I understand that some retailers are. Right. Yeah, and and, and it and it might make sense um, until things calm down a little bit to to yeah. practice that. I, I would I would agree with that. Uh, just an, but everything you're saying here is just another reason to shop at your local retailer. Absolutely, shop local. We all need to support our little guys, um, especially now. Right. Um, delivery methods, trucking. Do you do you see that 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 method being um, interrupted? 
Um, yes, uh, we we have been in touch with we have distributors as members as well. We've been in touch with them. Um, several of the distributors have increased the number of hours that they're working. Um, some of them are working almost around the clock, just making sure that they're um, packing as much as they can, getting everything shipped or everything loaded onto the truck and shipped uh, as quickly as possible. Um, we have actually started to reach out to not only our members, but other um, industries asking that if they have CDL drivers that have been laid off, send them our way and we can help get uh, them at least part-time work so that uh, they can continue to have some type of an income. So if you have a CDL license and or a commercial driver's license, I should say, then um, contact us. We might be able to find you a, a part-time position. Um, additionally, I know that retailers are looking for additional workers to help stock the shelves. You know, so um, we're we're doing everything we can to to connect different industries so that we can help everybody impacted. Right. So, all right. So, uh, just on that, if somebody were interested, maybe there's a a, a person listening who may not be. Um, working in that industry anymore, but is interested in helping out, where, where would they find information to contact you um, or somebody? Yeah, so you can visit us on our website, vtrga.org, uh, or you can give us a call at the office. Um, I'll be there uh, right after this call. Um, it's 802-839-1928. Uh, we can take your name and contact information and, and add you to a list and um, we'll we'll certainly push it out to our members as quickly and as best as we can. All right, just a few more questions and I'll let you go. Yeah. Um, are you seeing a trend in convention, conventional wisdom uh, from, from eating fresh produce to the food that is, you know, easily stockpiled, you know, your root vegetables, canned goods? Um, and, and I mean, is there a is, is there a bigger surge and more focus and concentration on, on those foods as opposed to like your traditional produce? You're definitely seeing more canned goods coming off of the shelves, uh, but I wouldn't, I'm not necessarily sure about, um, about the fresh fruit. I, I understand that people are still purchasing it. I don't know just how much of a, um, a trend downward we were seeing just yet. Okay. All right. Uh, finally, in closing, I know we, we've covered a lot of ground here this morning. And again, th thank you for taking the time uh, today to do this. Is there anything that we may have left out that that you would like to have out there as common knowledge? Um, I think we hit most of the the grocery side. Um, I do I do want to share that I've had um, some time to be able to step back and just um, look at all of the moving parts, and um, I'm I'm encouraged and I'm heartened to see how everyone in this state is working together. Like I said, I'm working. I'm on the phone with emergency management and public safety and um, the number of conference calls that I've been on with um, more than 100, more than 200 people sometimes on these calls trying to figure out just what the situation is and how we can sustain this state. Um, businesses are talking to us about uh, their concern for helping out their employees and sustaining their communities. And it's, you know, these are, these are uncertain times. Uh, but it is so heartening and encouraging and inspiring to see so many communities and so many 
um, so many Vermonters joining together just to not only lift ourselves up, but lift up our communities in this entire state. So um, we're lucky to live in Vermont. Uh, we are all a little bit scrappy, and I think that um, I think we should take some pride in that. We're, we will get through it, um, but it's going to take some time. Erin, thank you for your time. Peter, thank you. All right, take care. Hope to I hope to meet you in person someday. <laughs> we will when we can when we get when we get that six foot barrier done. We'll do yes. it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Be well. Take yeah. care. If you found the interview interesting, please feel free to share it. You can find it at theearspoon.com. There's also a video of the interview at Brattleboro TV. Org. I would personally like to thank Aaron for joining me for what I am sure will be many interviews. I would also like to extend my thanks to Great Eastern Radio and Brattleboro Community Television for helping distribute the information.